Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Eric, we had trade deadline day, so these are reported deals for the most part. What struck you the most today? Uh, I think the Knicks. Yeah. Um, certainly the Suns were very active, but the Knicks going and getting Bogdanovich and not having to give up a first-round pick if that deal goes through and getting Alec Burks for basically um, a guy who had fallen into the doghouse with Tom Thibodeau and Quentin Grimes and was out of the mix uh, because Miles McBride was playing better. Evan Fournier hadn't seen the court, I, I think, since – you know, the early part of the season, Malachi Flynn I like, but Ryan Archie Diacono and two second-round picks to, to Detroit, that's that's a haul for the Knicks, in my opinion. Um, you know, look, you, you, you had a couple big moves. I think the Thunder getting Gordon Hayward, if that goes through, is, is really good because, again, the guys they gave up really weren't part of their rotation. Hayward's got veteran experience. If he's healthy, he helps Oklahoma City. Um, the Jazz were surprisingly active despite the fact they're right there and didn't get, in my opinion, a lot in return for some of the things they did. Um, but maybe that's just them doubling down on the guys they have. So, uh, you know, there were minor deals here or there, but overall um, that one, you know, and who knows if there was things still in the pipeline that they're going to announce later. The Pacers getting rid of Buddy Heald signifies to me that they want to get um, Aaron Neesmith and Benedict Matherin more involved in what they're doing, that Heald's, you know, ability to shoot the three is not as valuable as the athleticism the other two guys possess. Um, you know, you, you, you go down the list. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie to Toronto, I think, is a great move for the Raptors. He's a terrific player. He can really help that group. Uh, but I think, you know, the one that, that got me was the deal that didn't happen. Um, and Jante Murray? You, no, no. It's it's Although that was surprising a little bit, but the Warriors, if the, if the Warriors were going to make a move for DeJounte Murray, they were going to have to give something up. Yeah. Whether that was sending Kevin Herter or Harrison Barnes or these guys that aren't, you know, Davion Mitchell, I didn't think would, would get that deal done. It, it, and it does, it makes sense when you break it down, but on the surface you go, why is Miles Bridges staying in Charlotte? Why is after the games he's put up the way he's played? Why is he staying? Because they have his bird rights. And so he can make more money there and then possibly get a trade out at a later date where he makes the money on the front end, which in, re- in retrospect of him saying that was smart. One, he endears himself to the Charlotte fans. Two, he puts up gaudy numbers for the rest of the way, it looks like, because he's been doing it. And three, if it's not working out and they want to move off the deal and they want to move off the contract, you know, everybody has to spend a certain amount of money. So 
So, you know, he's in that category of, okay, I can be the best player on a bad team and, you know, get paid and then go to a good team for a stretch run, something along those lines. But that was a little surprising. Um, you know, I, we talk about, I can't really talk about the, the Grizzlies deals, but the proposed deal, yeah. you know, just answers a lot of people's questions of what are you going to do for a big and I, honestly, I, I, I believe, you know, if, if it goes through and if these are the proposed deals and they turn out to be what everything is, you get a guy back that the fans loved, that loved being here and has length and, and can shoot. And, you know, he's replacing guys that, you know, I, you're, you're taking, you know, one big who's a little bit bigger and better, you know, better on the perimeter and has played well, I thought, and. Um, earn some time for another who's going to be a free agent, and then you get a, a wing that is a better, more consistent shooter, longer and a little bit bigger than the wing that you proposedly gave up. So, um, you know, it's it's never easy to go through these days because uh, everybody's – someone's going to be upset. Someone's going to not like the move. There's no way you're going to please 100% of the people. Even if the deal seems like a slam dunk to most, there's going to be naysayers out there. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? Look, this is – all part of a process. And so um, I think there were probably other things discussed. Um, I wasn't privy to those things, but I think there, there were probably other things discussed that didn't happen. And they've got some decisions to make this offseason up there. And we talked about last year being the first time that this group for Zach Kleiman really had, um, you know, really had some adversity. And how would they come out of it? Well, now they've had real adversity. I mean, because this is just something nobody could have foreseen coming. Everybody around the league gets it. Everybody's talked about what the Grizzlies have done and how they've had to do it and how brutal it is. And you just, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. But if hopefully you make a couple moves and you find guys that can stick and, you know, other, you know, I, I know some fans like, oh, they're just letting this go and that go. I know what you were talking about with Mark yesterday, um, you know, about kind of does this signify that the – that the just I wouldn't call it tanking because I hate that word, but that you're 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 basically resolving yourself, knowing your fate. I, I, the, the competitive the competitive enterprise. They're might throttling be done. down. Yeah. they're throttling down a little. Yeah, bit. you're throttling back. But here's the problem with that: these guys. This is these guys' livelihoods. Yeah, none of these guys want to go out and look bad. You know, that's when I tell people all the time. It's like you know, they're like, oh, they're doing this, they're doing that. I'm like, do you think that an NBA player literally gets in the locker room and goes, hey, let's go give it a 50 percent effort? No, because it's their brand. That's that's how they make their money. That's how they make their next you know check that all of us would dream to have one day. Because they're large, they're big checks, and those big checks mm-hmm. um, are fun to get uh, every two uh, every two pay periods or every two paydays a month. So um, you know it'll be interesting. But you do have to figure out where who's going to stick, who's not why certain guys are performing, why certain guys aren't. And then you have to make some difficult decisions. And as I always tell people, and I don't mean it jokingly, it ain't show friends. It's show business. Mm-hmm. It's a business. And it is a, is a brutal, ugly business at times when feelings get involved and there's nothing you can do about it. And it's not for the faint of heart to have to look a guy in the eye and go, hey, you're done. And, you know, you go back to the movie Moneyball, where you know Billy Bean's telling his assistant, um, "Hey, you got to go. You got to go trade this guy." And it, it was Carlos. I remember when that happened. That trade happened. And everybody, in the, as an ace fan, was going like, "What are you doing? Like this guy. This guy's like your rookie stud first baseman." And they moved him. 
and they moved him mid-year because it wasn't working the way they wanted it to. And he handled it like he's saying, okay, cool, thanks, I appreciate it, here we go. And some players will handle it that way. Other players will start breaking things and throwing things, and there's there's a middle ground there too. So um, never a fun day. It's always tough. It, it's fun listening to you know the pundits around the world to describe what they think is a great move and what's not, and everybody's opinion is what it is. And you know only time will tell if these moves happen because we've seen some supposedly phenomenal trade deadline moves that have just gone remarkably bad and whether it was chemistry. The one that kind of really did shock me because there was a report and Antonio Daniels was talking about this on NBA radio today, that there was a report out of Philly that they had told Patrick Beverly, Hey, you're not going anywhere. And then they just up and move them. The, the minute Kyle Lowry went to Charlotte for Terry Rozier, I said, well, they'll buy him out and he'll try to sign with Philly. That's where he's from. That's where he's always wanted to finish his career potentially. And I can't blame him for that. That's great. You want to finish at home, finish at home. You want to write out what has been a remarkable NBA career in your backyard where you played college basketball and they still love you dearly? You could, buddy, knock yourself out. Go for it. <laughs> no one can blame you for that. Um, and so I, the fact that somebody leaked out that they told Patrick Beverly a week ago that they weren't going to move him, knowing that Kyle Lowry is out there, is, is shocking to me that, A, you would tell it to anybody, B, let alone tell it to somebody at a position where – Almost anybody who really broke it down and thought about it said the same thing. Oh, they'll go after Kyle Lowry once he gets bought out, for sure. I no, mean, I, no I, I think I think Pat Beverly found out today when he was taping his podcast. Well, you know, <laughs> he does I, do it, a lot of podcasts, though. So that was you know, there, yeah, this, there, is there is with, this is the one he does. This is the one he does on on for Barstool, and I th- I think he used the words uh, Daryl Moore is a liar. Mm. Yeah, well, that's been said before. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's not – and here's the thing. Is he? If he did tell him that, you can say that. But is he also a businessman that when things present themselves, maybe Daryl Morey didn't think that they could go get Kyle Lowry. Yeah, a week – yeah, think- oh, oh, things do change in a week. They they honestly do. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, I mean, yeah. players I'm, that I'm weren't available were. And, yeah, I mean, things change. Yeah. And so – and that's why, in my opinion, you never, you never tell a guy that. Because we've seen – We've seen remarkable players traded, you know, Hall of Fame players traded on a regular basis. Go down the list. Some of the all-time, you know, very few guys go one team their whole life. And I don't count Michael going to Washington as as being traded. And Kobe never got traded. Shaq, traded. Carl Malone, traded. These are Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, traded. Will Chamberlain, traded. Go down that list. Dirk Nowitzki is a rarity. You look at the top ten scorers in the NBA, there's a lot of trades in there. A lot more trades than people think. You know, Carmelo Anthony, traded. These guys have all been dealt, and and they're all guys that are cornerstone franchise pieces, Hall of Famers. So to look at a guy like Patrick Beverly and go, yeah, man, you ain't going anywhere, that seems, one, a little irresponsible because, again, you don't know what's going to happen. And, two, like, come on, dude, seriously? If you're Patrick Beverly, I'd be like, hey, thanks for the vote of confidence, but I'm Patrick Beverly. I'm not, you know, I'm expendable to everybody. And I know I have a value, but I know that th- th- you're not building a franchise around me unless you're just that misguided with your, you know, overflated self, self, you know, valuation, but whatever. So, but it did surprise me that that came out and, and somebody put that out there and, and maybe it was one of past people. I don't know, but either way, um, 
it's interesting because Philly without Embiid, let's be honest, that that they're not they're not a factor. They're they're just not. Milwaukee going to get Patrick Beverly signifies that Doc Rivers wanted a little more defensive help because when they got Damian Lillard, that that gave up their wing defender. Drew Holiday is a phenomenal defensive player. Five times All NBA defense. Three times on the first team, two teams on the two times on the second. You sacrifice that for a superstar name and elite level scorer, but you have that already. You had a perimeter scorer. You had um, you had a, a, a an elite scorer in Giannis, and I thought Drew Holiday was a much better fit there than Damian Lillard. But you get a chance to get Damian Lillard, you make that move. Do they always work? No, and. So I think Milwaukee saw the writing on the wall. I, you know, look, here's to be honest with you, putting it from a, a Grizzlies perspective, mm-hmm. I would love to see. I don't know what his contract situation is. I would really have to look a little harder. But if campaign's not part of the future in Philly and they want they want to make a buyout or do whatever, if I'm the Grizzlies, he'd look real good in the Grizzly uniform starting the rest of the season if that's what you so you know desire. Pull the, pull the Toronto. Toronto's yeah, yeah, doing yeah. bringing in the Canadian yeah, yeah. players. Uh, yeah, Canada. Soon. But I mean, it's yeah, and I know bringing Kelly Olynyk and bringing in Canadian players. Yeah, but you don't have a real starting point guard right now, and Cameron Payne has played in some mm-hmm. elite level games and played really well at that position. So yeah, um, again, it is it is going to be interesting over these next uh, next couple weeks. Uh, the team they're going to field, especially now that they've made these trades. I'm curious, though, obviously this season has kind of become, you know, it's going to become an afterthought because obviously everyone is looking ahead to next year now at this point. Um, And they've made clear with the Adams trade that they, there is a hole now in the front court that they, you know, they could have filled it at the trade deadline. They didn't have to, and they appear to have not done so unless there's some trade that we haven't heard about yet, but I would expect we would have at this point. Am I reading this wrong? Are they not? Is the report not that Shemezi Maytu is coming? Oh, is that true? Is there? They, I thought I, yeah, I, I, I saw. There were there were so many things flying around at the same time. It was it was very difficult so, to keep track. It looks like that when, you are correct. It looks like there are reports that Shemezi Maytu. Um, so there were Tata Bates Jop and Jordan Goodwin, who's a who's a guard. And Shemezi Maytu were part of the deal, but when Shams broke the deal, he didn't have exactly where they were going. And so my first thought process, and again, these all have to be cleared, reported. These are all speculative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reported, reported deals. On by guys, but reported on by guys who usually don't make a lot of mistakes. Let's use that caveat. But there have been deals that fall through. So if this deal holds up the way it is, there's your big. Because yeah. he's well, I meant, games I, for I meant, playoff teams and – I meant more long-term because, like, very clear to me what this is setting up for is an off-season in which, obviously, your biggest improvements are just going to be having your best four players all healthy again. That's going to be your biggest improvement going into next year. But very clearly to me, the the two big decisions that loom for this team are, one, who's who's this other front-court player that you're going to add for next season to play alongside – Jaron and and Brandon Clark, presuming he's healthy again as well. And then probably in conjunction with that, what are you going to do about Luke Kennard moving forward? Are you going to exercise that team option? Right. What are you going to do? And then obviously you've got the third caveat of that is you're now going to also have a top 10 pick 
and you have to determine how you're going to use that, presumably a top 10 pick, um, given how this is trending in terms of how it's playing out. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on, like, for the center spot. Obviously, like, names will probably come up as we get closer to the offseason or when we get to the offseason. But you're not going to be able to perfectly replicate Steven Adams, even though I know they said they want an archetype. Like, what to you were the most important – what are the most important things this next center needs to be for the Grizzlies? A really good rebounder to take pressure off of Jaron. Pick and roll defender as best you can. Big body. Um, so I was listening to you guys yesterday. First of all, I appreciate the very kind words that you said about the broadcast crew, not uh, me, Pete Brevin, those guys still doing a good job. We we're doing our best and we're hoping that people are enjoying it because obviously we know you're watching a, you're, If you're watching the game, you are a diehard fan. This no is, question. this is like doing radio in June and July. This is what you get paid oh. for. Hence, hence, uh, hence why at my, my mm. talk show career, uh, <laughs> you're sitting in that chair and I'm uh-huh. sitting in my house uh, because the June and Julys were a lot after a long time. So um, I appreciate you saying this. I just want to say thank you before we continue. Um, yeah, uh, I think you look at it a couple of ways. If you want to go through the draft, is there a way to maybe move a higher pick down to lower to get two first-round picks the way that you – move two first-round picks to move up. Um, you know, looking back at that, Walker Kessler would, would be a nice piece right now, but you felt like at the time you wanted uh, another wing shooter, and I know he hasn't been available. I know he has been banged up, and I know people are a little down on the young man, a lot down at times, but Jake LaRavia can shoot the leather off the basketball when healthy. The problem is when healthy, and he hasn't been healthy. So... They made they rolled the dice on that one, and it hasn't worked out the way they had hoped. But so, do you maybe do that and try to move down? And there's a couple guys that we've heard, you know, uh, you you know the names. I don't I don't want to speculate, but there's three or four bigs that are like Adams, pick guys, roll to the bucket guys, not necessarily stretch the floor guys, can help you in pick and roll defense as best you can, um, because that's when we were talking when you were talking yesterday about Jaron. Jaron had his number of blocks last year because he knew he had somebody behind him that could help him if he gambled a little bit. Tony Allen was Tony Allen because he knew, uh, you know, how to play the perimeter. But that enabled guys behind him, like Mark Gasol. He knew he had Mark back there. But Tony gambling also got guys scrambling a little bit, and that allowed Mark to be really effective. Um, You know, Mike Conley could be really a little more aggressive defensively with Tony next to him. So, yeah, it's it, you're trying to find a piece that fits. There, there's no other Steven Adams. I mean, the guy's 6'11", 265 pounds, more athletic than you think, strong as an ox, and a really good passer. I, I've told people for since I've been around Steven with the Grizzlies, if this guy had grown up in America and played basketball from the time he was a kid, good Lord knows how good he'd be. I mean, it, it, he'd... He would have been one of the more dominant players we've seen, I think, because his skill set is ridiculously there. And hes we forget he's such a good athlete. I mean, it runs in his family. Two of his sisters are Olympic champions. This isn't a guy that just rolled out of bed and was 6'11 and said, oh, okay, I can play basketball. He's hes athletic. So um, you got to do your due diligence. And so if you go that route, I don't know the number of second-round picks in this year. And I, I was under the impression there might be a second first-round pick this year. I don't. 
I'd have to look at all that stuff. To be honest with you guys, I start concerning myself with exactly what they have after today and after moves are made because it all changes so much after a day like today. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think you have to look big in the draft. Uh, Dallas did that last year with Derek Lively, and he's the perfect fit because he's a rim runner. He's athletic. It's perfect for Luka. Um, for the Grizzlies, they need a guy that's going to just set a monster screen to let Ja get an extra half quarter, even, you know, that, a small step, and, and then he's got whoever he wants, and that sets up Dez, that sets up Jaron. It gives Jaron the opportunity to free roam around the perimeter. you got to find who your starting wing is going to be. Are you going to, you know, rotate in? Is, is one of the young guys going to earn that spot, or are you going to look to stay with what you have? Are you going to keep Marcus Smart? You know, that was another thing. Were, were the Grizzlies going to shop Marcus Smart to a contender and try to move off that contract? That didn't happen, so it looks like he's part of it. So there's your third wing, essentially, with Ja being at the point and Dez being out there and Marcus Smart. So do you feel comfortable starting a rookie, or do you want to go back to – Brandon Clark being in that lineup or Santi Aldama. Again, these are all decisions that you're going to have a full summer and off season to figure out. And so on a day like today, it gets really complicated, really confusing when all these deals finally get approved and, you know, the stamp of approval will know a lot more in the next, you know, 24 to 48 hours where teams are looking. And then it's time to watch the waiver wire. Who's going to let go of the, the, the money, buy guys out, do whatever, and let guys go sign places. And are you willing to pick up a guy that maybe isn't necessarily looking to land with a, a contender, but a place where he can play and, and, and spread his wings, and that'll be interesting too. Eric, good luck tonight. Thanks, guys. That is Eric Hastown again. The Grizzlies taking on the Bulls tonight. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.